You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. I'm a novelist. And today my book, Lost and Found in Paris, is out in paperback. So yay for me. Yay for me. (laughs) Congratulations. All right. Here's our question of the day. And there's going to be a follow-up discussion. Where would you like to hole up for 500 days? That's not a cave. All right. Save your answer because we're going to discuss this very strange story later. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm saving it. Okay. (laughs) Joel, do you want to introduce yourself? Okay. Oh, you want me to answer the question? No, I want you to introduce yourself. (laughs) Tell people who you are the way we do every week. (laughs) Sorry. This is so confusing. This is... I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm Julie Dolan, and I'm here in Dallas, Texas. No, and I'm a podcaster, and I'm happy to be with you. Is that all right? Is that what you wanted me to say? You nailed, nailed it. Nailed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Liz? I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I have one warning. Right before we started this, I went out to my living room to get something, and I saw that there was a bird flying around in my living room. So I just came back into my back bedroom where I record. I shut the door. Hooper is in here with me, but he seems to have figured out there's a bird out there. So he's now just like standing with his nose to the door, just like, I, so if he starts barking, that's all that is. It's just bird in living room. Anyway, okay. that's all. That's all I have to say is my intro today. Woo. Okay. <laughs> all right. The animals are taking over. I think we know that. Yes. I think we know that. All right. We have a lot to cover. First of all, we had a big fun weekend watching how many people signed up for our big fun weekend. So we're going to give you an update on our October event in Minneapolis, the Satellite Sisters Big Fun Weekend. Don't delay. We're going to talk about work today, uh, returning to work, working at home with the coworker. you know, uh, what happens when you stop working. We're going to talk about all those news stories. Julie, you have a parenting tip for us, something called looking loudly. Yes, you know, I, I read about this and I really want to share this because I think it will help if you have if you have children and then it may also help. I'll explain if you have girlfriends. OK, I'll explain it. Okay, good. And then Liz, uh, you weren't at Coachella. None of us were, let's face it. But no. you have some Coachella alternatives. Is that I, what? I, I I have a suggestion, something we could try to get into that's Coachella adjacent. And I don't think we're too old for this. So <laughs> I'm just going to pitch you on that idea. But it's this weekend, so you got to get organized. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go back to our question of the week that really seemed to stump Julie. Okay. There was a story on Friday. Uh, that came out. There's a Spanish woman. She's an extreme athlete. She's 50 years old. And she spent 500 days living alone in a cave that was seven below the Earth's surface. Oh, okay. Oh, 500 days. Now, okay. I can see why this got your attention, is, Leah. Is, was, did she get a prize for this? Earn money? Was she live streaming it? What, what was she was live streaming some stuff. And good news, Julie, there will be a documentary. So if oh. this doesn't sound horrifying enough, you'll be able to watch a documentary about it. 
But it was just this idea like there, there was some testing going on. You know, she just she just wanted to try this out. She was monitored by a team of scientists from the university uh, in some universities in Spain. And uh, she now has broken the record for the longest time a person has spent alone in a cave. So who knew that was a deal? Um, but uh, she she was shocked that anyone cared. She said, I was expecting to come out and have a shower. I just wasn't expecting there to be so much interest. All right. Okay. But um, I mean, I'm shocked, too, frankly. <laughs> well, you know, I think you have to think about, like, why would you do that, A, and yeah. be like, how, what would you do all day? So she passed the time by reading, writing, drawing, and knitting. Okay, that we okay. said she like, had some amenities. She had some amenities yes. in this cave. Yeah, okay. She wasn't some. just in a cold, dark cave for five hundred days. No, so I want to say, Julie, some, some not a lot. Again, it's seventy meters below the Earth's surface. We don't know how how deep that is because we're Americans, but it sounds pretty deep. Okay, <laughs> how did she feed herself, Leanne? Did she yeah, have five hundred days worth of food? Like she did have some, she did have some food, and then there was some swap in and swap out because she had to get rid of her her personal business. I'll just oh. say that. So there was a swap out for that. Uh, and every every like once a week, she had a collection thing. But she said, "I'm cooking, I'm drawing." You know, uh, to me, it sounds like what every fifty year old woman wants. You know, five hundred days by themselves where they can just uh. knit, read, cook, and draw. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, was she talking to people on the phone or anything? No, no, no. Watching there's no contact. Netflix? No, oh, no. no contact. So no, no, there's no contact. So oh, here's was, Julie, I'm glad you asked that because um, because she said she did talk to herself, but not out loud. She thought that would be a sign that she was really living it, losing it. So she just talked to herself in her head. But I got to say, uh, you know, I talk to myself out loud yes. every single day, all day long. Yeah, yes, we heard you shortly before we started this podcast. <laughs> muttering away. She read sixty books, and she used two chron- two cameras to chronicle her experience for the documentary. Uh, she said there was at no time that she was super panicked, except she did have this sounds disgusting an invasion of flies. Ugh, okay. Okay. Oh, right. All right. Well, what about? Did she have a treadmill? What was her exercise routine? Yeah, because she's in a she's in a, an advanced athlete, so she did have a, an exercise rock climbing. Routine. I don't think some rock climbing. Yeah, I don't think she had a treadmill. The cave wall. No, no, she okay. no. It wasn't. It, again, wasn't that big. So she did some weightlifting and some calisthenics and things like that. Uh, so, but again, it wasn't an, it wasn't like a Batman's lair. It was just a cave people. So, but here, this made me laugh out loud when I read this, they, one of the reporters said, did you have any cravings? And she said, yes, I had an uncontrolled craving for roast chicken with potatoes. <laughs> wow. It's just like the most totally average thing. Yeah. yeah. But that sounds delicious. Like, okay, oh, once again. Couldn't they You're send that down in the cave? I don't understand. You're alone. Stay in her cave rules. Because <laughs> it seems like she made up her own cave rules. And, and when you do it, Julie, you will get to make up your own cave rule. Oh. Well, she wanted to be healthy. So, like, that's why you can't just, you know, 500 days of, of poo, as she says. Like, that's no good. You can't have that in the cave with you. But essentially, no. she was alone in the cave. So that's, you know, that's it. So... And she she came out and she was ecstatic when she came out. She was happy. And someone said, you know, you look so happy. And she's like, of course, if you had a dream and you fulfilled it, would you come out crying? 
This uh-huh. was her dream, Julie, to spend 500 days in a cave. So I'm, okay. I'm asking you both, like, if you had to spend 500 days somewhere, because you know none of us are spending 500 days in a cave, alone, right? like in a, in a relatively confined space, what mm-hmm. what would it be? What would your choice be? Okay, okay. well, this is... I'm going to go first because I, go first. I didn't understand the question the first time, and I'm just going <laughs> to blurt out my answer now, which is there's no way I would do this, Leanne. No way. Oh. There's no way I am staying put for 500 days. It's just not happening. Happening. I'm busting out, okay? Whatever it is, whatever you put me in, I'm going to break out of it. So don't even think think about it. Okay, that's my answer. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Way to play along for fun. Okay. <laughs> Liz. Okay, if I was going to be alone in a small space and have food delivered to me once a week, I think the first two words would have to be four seasons. That's it. Okay. (laughs) But any any four seasons. But that would be fine. In a hotel room, a nice hotel room for 500 days, I could manage. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could, Liz. Yeah, you could. I would pick a small apartment like in Greenwich Village because I would like to have something to, like, I would like to look out the window. Yeah, it's the being underground that would bother me. So but if I had like a lot to watch out the window, that'd be fine. I think I I could totally be fine. So no, could not. I'd be just be trapped. I'm not doing that. All right. I'm glad she made it out. I hope. What's she going to do now, Liam? I know. She's going to make the documentary do it. So that's the problem. She's an extreme athlete. Now she'll go climb the walls. This of something, literally. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped on your thing. You were supposed to go first. Go I did. But so I did want to tell you about earlier this week, um, I was not in a cave, but I was in my bathroom and I looked down at my box of Kleenex in the bathroom. And on the side, and this was Kleenex brand. Okay. That's, that's important, I think. Uh, and I looked on the side of the box. You know how they have different patterns. I always try to pick something that kind of goes with my bathroom, whatever. I see that there's a message on the side of the Kleenex box, and it says, healing is never linear. Whoa. Well, yes, that's what I said too, Leanne. <laughs> I said, whoa, what is that? What is this message? That's an, a lot of encouragement on the side of a box, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I just was, I, is this something? Did I miss something about Kleenex tissue that they're now sending messages out to the universe <laughs> to help us? Yeah. Because because it's so true, right? Healing is never linear. Oh, good. yes. Never. So true. Well, I just think, Julie, that brands all need a deeper meaning, right? Like, okay. So Kleenex obviously thought about what? What is our why? That's what they say at all these band management uh, brainstorming sessions. What is our why? So they've obviously decided that healing is their why. That's it. That's that's what I'm getting out. Self-care, and it's Uh never linear. So uh, I just, so now, now I'm just fixated on Kleenex boxes. I'm just (laughs) checking them out wherever they are. I went to pick up my husband at the gym. They had a Kleenex box there. I'm looking on the side. Is there another message for me? I just, I, I don't know. I know. So this could be just a marketing campaign. I don't know. But to me, I am I'm just going to take this message in. And I suggest that you all check your Kleenex boxes. <laughs> See, I feel like you could, 
you could spend 500 days in a cave. If that's re- if you're satisfied with reading the Kleenex box. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. Bang up start to the show today, but let's let's have the big update on the uh the big fun weekend. So, we announced a couple weeks ago that Satellite Sisters is doing a big fun weekend in Minneapolis, Minnesota, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. And the tickets went on sale this past Saturday. And we were very excited. Were we sisters? Like, yes, we'd happen. We didn't know. We didn't know. It's like we put something out there. What would people respond? We have never done anything like this before. And I was on duty this weekend as tech support because everyone else was busy. Uh, But also we have a super great event organizer helping us do all of this. Her name is Sarah Alice. So I knew that, you know, between Sarah Alice and me, if any issues came up, that we could handle them. And a few issues did come up and we did handle them. And then, Leon, we just had a big fun weekend with sales, didn't we? We did. I can tell you this. We honestly blew through our goals for the weekend. We had said, at one point, I think I said, I'll be happy if 25 people sign up. And we <laughs> blown. Wait, I mean, that's how little we think of ourselves. And so, <laughs> I, you know, 23 years on the air, if we can get one person per year to show up, that seems good. Um, we blew through our goals for the weekend, but many times over what we anticipated. It was very exciting to get the counts. We just want to thank everybody who signed up early and signed up this weekend. We were really cheered by your messages uh, on social media about who you were bringing to the Satellite Sisters Big Fun Weekend. We have moms and sisters coming. We have teams of sisters coming. We have husbands and wives coming, sisters and brothers coming, but also lots Lots and lots of solo tickets. So that is great because our message for the weekend is bring a friend, make a friend. Like we really think this is going to be a friendly, easy to be absorbed kind of weekend. Uh, So you shouldn't feel uh, hesitant about coming alone. And people do not seem to be hesitant about coming alone, which is great. And we just we were overwhelmed by the response. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. And so and so we have a list of like where all the orders came from, which is super interesting to look at. Of course, you know, Minneapolis, there's a reason we chose Minnesota. Number one state, Minnesota. Yay. Um, and then, you know, California is the next biggest. And then there's a smattering. Half of all states already are going to be represented. Half. Oh, wow. So I think we should have as a goal to get to all 50 states. I think, yes. Okay. We would like, uh, and then we'll do some kind of state parade or something if we <laughs> if we accomplish that. <laughs> well, we're going to get you one of those big boards, the electronic uh, maps of the country, Liz, you know, like on election night. And you have Kornacki, big Yes, board. yeah. But you could just be doing delegate counts for <laughs> each of the states. Okay. There are a few states I want to call out. First of all, the drivable states, you know, Iowa, Illinois, even South Dakota, already on the board, already right. on the board. That's great. Kansas, Nebraska. I Googled this. OK, they're not on the board yet, but it's totally doable. Of course, I have no idea how far Nebraska is from Minneapolis. <laughs> Liz, I mean, try to Google that. But okay. so I Googled that. It's totally doable. Oh, OK. So anyone in the driving zone, you know, I, I encourage you to think about that. Then right now we have North Carolina, but no South Carolina. And I feel like 
North and South Carolina could carpool if you if you got in. <laughs> so, North Carolina, well done. South Carolina, we're waiting. And then then there are just some states that need to be a little more ambitious. Um, uh, Massachusetts, you've only got one person on the board. Michigan, <laughs> only one person on the board. And Missouri, zero people on the board. So wow. the M states, Massachusetts, Michigan, Missouri, we believe in you. We know you can do it. I feel like we could get we could get our numbers up in all three of those states. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. That's it. But so happy we have so many people. Oh, and I didn't even mention Canada. Canada on the board. Yes. British Columbia okay. on the board. So Canada. So We're happy they're going to be there. So, uh, so let's review uh, some of the fun that's going to be in store for this weekend. First of all, it's in October. Okay, best month of the year all the way around. So a wonderful time to get together. We'll all be together. As Liz said, we miss your faces. We're going to be together, okay? Friday night, we're going to have a big opening event with fresh refreshments and snacks at a downtown event space. And you know they're going to be icebreakers. So if you're coming solo, you're going to meet some people, okay? If you're coming in a group, you're going to meet other groups, okay? We're going to we're going to you're going to meet the sisters, okay? We're all going to be there. So it will be a great time to get to know each other. On Saturday, we are going to, oh, you can watch a live taping of the actual podcast. You'll see us in action. You'll see us with our notes. Maybe we'll have our glasses on. Who knows? <laughs> it's going to be very exciting. But then, of course, the big, one of the big finales is we're going to have a dinner and a Mama Mia dance party. Okay. So we want costumes. I want you to rewatch the movie to get inspired. Okay. And then we're going to have more fun in store that we can't disclose at this point because we haven't really cooked it up yet, but it's going to be <laughs> outstanding. Okay. I have already, even this morning, I ran by a couple of excellent ideas by my sisters and they loved him. Didn't you yep. love my ideas? <laughs> yes, Julie. You yes. have a lot of ideas. Yes, I you do have a lot of ideas for fun, fun, fun. So it is going to be a big, fun weekend. It's going to be so worthwhile. You're going to have time together, time by yourself. You're going to be in a great city. So please come. Yeah, yeah. And Sunday morning, we'll have a little no-host farewell breakfast. So you get to, you know, take as many photos as you want and collect everyone's contacts. That's going to be good. But one thing we haven't mentioned yet is big, fun sponsorship. So I want to mention, this is all posted at SatelliteSisters.com. We do have sponsorships available at many levels. Presenting sponsor, supporting sponsors. So do you run or work for like a big brand or a service company that you think needs to get in on the big fun Satellite Sisters action? We have packages for that. But most of all, we created a special category. We know we have a lot of Satellite Sisters listeners who you have your own products, services, or businesses that you might want to promote. So we have a category that's called the Satellite Sisters, Look What I Do, Big Fun Package. And you'll get to display or demo whatever you do in the room where we do the live podcast. You'll be able to, you'll be able to put whatever you want uh, on display and show it to all the Satellite Sisterhood. So the details of the Look What I Do, Big Fun Package is also on the website. So there you go, Big Fun Sponsorship. It starts now and there's yeah. an email the email address for all things related to the event is big fun weekend at satellitesisters.com so read the list of what the sponsorship deals are and then email us if you have a suggestion or a thought or a question 
Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. I just want to remind people the hotel, the official hotel is the Hilton in downtown Minneapolis. We do have a special room rate, uh, but that filled up quickly. We have secured it. We were so shocked. We were shocked. We were just shocked. Uh, we couldn't believe it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad everyone is interested in staying in the Hilton. That's fantastic. It'll be all fun to be all together. Um, and uh, we have secured a few more rooms at our special rate. So I would say to this, if you are interested in staying at the Hilton, do not delay. We don't have an endless supply of rooms at this room rate. So go ahead and book those hotels and buy your tickets now. If you think you're going to, now would be the time to do it. You can go to SatelliteSisters.com right there on the homepage. There's a big button that says for more information click through you'll get to the big fun weekend page and then you can click through to buy your tickets and reserve your hotels but that's just a reminder the hotel rooms will sell out for sure so uh so if you're interested in those please please jump on that as soon as you can all right yeah fun. one thing we guarantee way better than 500 days in a cave yeah <laughs> yeah for sure Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leon's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. 
That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're back. Okay, each of us picked some work-related story today to talk about. So that must be that we have returning to work, home co-working, or retirement on our minds. Is that fair to say, sisters? Yes, yes we do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, the New York Times Magazine had an entire uh, uh, issue dedicated to um, the question of what even is a workday anymore? <laughs> I thought that was pretty thought-provoking, mainly because I've had a bunch of conversations over the last couple of weeks with various people, like my husband manages an office. He has not required people to return back to work, except a super small subgroup of people who he thinks needs some extra attention. And then, uh, you know, on, in the meanwhile, uh, we went up to Oregon for two weeks. You know, you know, my husband, he hasn't taken two weeks off of work ever in the 30 years we've been married. <laughs> he would not have been able to do that unless remote work was fine now. Like he yeah. wouldn't have had both the emotional and the physical permission to do that until now. Did he work every day when we were in Oregon? Sure. But he could do it remotely. That's a big change from working at an office every single day in Los Angeles. And then I had a conversation with my 25-year-old son. Um, a friend of his has just gotten basically her dream job. Right. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, she's relatively new to it. Six weeks. And now at the six week mark, they're, they've decided after years of remote work that they're they're for they want people to come to work five days a week. And he is talking about it like she has to go work in a cave for the next 500 days. <laughs> I mean, that's like, so some kind of can't imagine doing that. I it's feel torture. so bad for her. She has to, like, go to work in an office every day. <laughs> and I was not super sympathetic because I was like, well, yeah, like that's the way work is supposed to work. And then I read this article in the New York Times Magazine um, and it was called Meet the Office Whisperers. And it was all about House by a writer, Emma Goldberg. And it's all about how these CEOs are really panicked. No one wants to come back to work anymore in person. So they've turned to a niche group of consultants to help them figure out how to get some people back in the office at some time. And one of the points they make in the article, which really surprised me, was that like the people are speaking. 
the employees are speaking because when you look at what everything that happened at the pandemic, there was some question like, boy, are people ever going to go back to restaurants again? Will we ever feel comfortable? Oh, yeah. No, people are going back to restaurants. Like yeah, right. yeah. movie okay. theaters, right? yeah. concerts, yeah. people are doing all kinds of things. All kinds like of that. things, right? Travel is up yeah. over 2019. Restaurant reservations are up. I mean, just ask Taylor Swift. People are coming to concerts and things like that. But you know what they're not doing? Go, going back to work. So I wonder what you guys thought about this. Liz, what do you think? Like, this is sort of your area of expertise. Yeah, work. yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think people actually enjoy the work they do, but don't enjoy commuting, right? So right. it's people with long commutes. I can totally understand why they don't want to do that. But also friends of mine that I've talked to in more conventional jobs say part of the problem is even if you do return to work now and they've tried, you get there and there's no one there. You know, right. Or you get oh. there, you get there and you spend the whole day on Zoom calls. So they're like, what the heck? Why, why am I driving to work so that I can be all on Zoom all day and then driving home? So I think one of the hard parts for a lot of these like office whispers is how to get enough people in the same place at the same time to make it worthwhile. But it also sounds to me like most companies are even asking only for three days. And if it's me, okay, I, I've obviously, yeah, I've had, you know, some workaholic tendencies my whole life anyway. Yes. But I think, but I think three days of work is like the perfect number, you know, like if I could have worked three days a week, most of my career, that would have been a pretty sweet thing. See, see, that's Liz. You listen to what you just said, three days a week of work, which is oh, oh. still paying you for five days a week. <laughs> this is what... Employers. Okay. All right. This well, is, you know, I'm seven days a week anyway. So no, I I know that I know, but this is what employers. That's a one of the problems with the remote or the hybrid work work model is that, yeah, you're getting three days of work when they're in the office, but who knows what's going on? That you know, you you may not be getting the same amount of productivity. And you're well, Julie, according to this article, research shows that it, it, you are getting the same amount of, of productivity. A hybrid work model doesn't really harm productivity. It could actually help. I mean, that's from a recent study that people put 40% of the time they save from their commutes back into work. So that's a little bit of a, that's, yeah. this is some of the numbers that are coming out. And, and you know what else I would say? Okay. I, I hate to sound like the boss I was for, for many years, but like, Employees that don't really do their work, they're going to not do their work in the office or they're going to not do their work okay. at home. I, I just don't. I think that's true. I do think, you you know, one of the reasons why there's a big push to get people to come back to the office is because it that's where the creativity, the problem solving, the informal conversations, you know, not just. Mentorship. Yes. yes, the mentorship mm -hmm. when you're trying to establish a corporate cult, a, a, you know, an organizational cult, culture, I don't think those things are done as effectively uh, long distance. And I think there's research on that. Yes, Julie, according to a study in Nature that was in this article uh, last year, they found that virtual communication really does curb creativity. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Liz, to your point, they also have data that backs up what you say that office attendance, like when people see that their teammates are back in the office, they're more than twice as likely to come back. 
So the the you know the key for these leaders is like okay how do we get enough people back in the office so it feels yeah. fun again it feels crit it feels creative it feels like oh I'm creating these you know strong ties with coworkers that will help my career that's why and it's not just necessarily you know free yoga in the office although they said that's pretty good actually. <laughs> Yes, it does work. So what are these office whispers suggesting, Leah? Like what what are the actual incentives other than like jetpacks so you don't have to be in your car on a freeway? Well, you know, they do say that they said like these these companies like Disney, Amazon, Apple, Starbucks, okay, most of Wall Street, they've really doubled down on these office mandates and they just they said it makes them look like dinosaurs. The old dog doesn't want to learn new tricks, is what they're saying. So they do have to give them a certain amount of flexibility, okay? They get to choose what days they come in, except for an anchor day in which everybody overlaps. Uh, they think it's best if employees set attendance expectations in conversations with their teams and managers. And, you know, they just, these rigid back-to-office plans might not actually work, that they just need flexibility, flexibility, flexibility. And they just say, like, it's not, it's the biggest change to hit the work, the labor market since World War II, right? So it's it's not going to be fixed, you know, with, with a single email that mandates you back to work. But see, the flexibility, that's the problem. The, that can be a real problem, too, because you're flexible with one employee and, and that doesn't work for another employee. And so there may be, you know, a perceived advantage for one employee over another. I mean, one of the reasons you have rigid rules is because it treats all employees the same way. And that that sometimes is important. Well, it's well, interesting you know, to say that, Julie. Oh, go ahead, Liam. Well, it's interesting you say that because in this article, they cite that workers of color, they often felt marginalized within traditional corporate work structures. So that's why these return to office mandates are particularly hitting them hard. Like they 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 felt like they preferred the remote or hybrid work uh, at a much higher rate than, say, white office workers, because Mm -hmm. they felt like the office is best suited to the needs of white men. And returning in person right. means a return to microaggressions. Yeah. And then you see the same with mothers of young children. They feel, all, yeah. all, also feel the same way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I would, Julie, on that point about that's why rules exist, I kind of agree. I mean, one of the challenges, take like 20 years ago, they would say, well, you if you can work out a flexible arrangement with your boss, go for it. And what you found is that some bosses would do that. Right. Some bosses would not do that. You know, in general, I observed that women, female bosses were more flexible, allowing flex time than their employees were, than men were, because their home responsibilities were different too. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then of course that turns out to be unfair. Great. I mean, that, I mean, I, I'm all for flexibility, but, but if you're, if you are running an organization, you also want to create, you know, you want to create fairness for all employees. However, yes. Whatever yeah. That like so but Leon, i think it's really true that you know people that some people really do like to be with their co-workers they want yes, to yeah work. i think that's yes. the bbc reported this week about a workplace trend that of course is happening in brooklyn uh, new york uh where unrelated people so these are you know this is not you know your partner your spouse or whatever but they're starting to get together to even though they're remote remote workers they're starting to get together to work together 
on unrelated business opportunities because they want to work with other people. So they used to be in the Starbucks and everybody was tapping away. Now people are getting together like with, uh, you know, like, Leon, you could have other writers come and stay at your house and that during the day you could both be writing or Liz, you know, uh, you could have another marketing person in the other room. Well, right. Not right now because you got that bird. Flying. Got the bird. Yeah. <laughs> got the bird flying around in your room. But. Just a so do you think that uh, that and I and they were saying the reason they like to work together is so that they can take breaks together, they can have lunch together, maybe talk about their work, collaborate, and you don't get that a lot of times when you're working individually mm -hmm. remotely. Do you think that's something that you two would like a coworker, not not a, not your son or husband, Leon, uh, yeah, but Liz, a friend, another coworker friend. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, me neither. I don't know I, about that. You, you know, the hard part about that, I, first I asked myself, well, do I want to be in someone else's home? That feels a little personal. Right. And then flip side, do, would I want someone here? I'm not sure. I'd rather be in a neutral place then. The idea of working with other people, I mean, that's why I like going to an office. I really do. I can't imagine... The, over the course of my career, especially like when you're young, like in your 20s, how else are you meeting people? I don't understand. Like if, you, if you're not going to an office and meeting all kinds of people that you would never meet in real life, like how do you make friends? Where does your social life come from? Tinder, Liz. It comes from Tinder. But okay, oh, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Girls okay, well, that, Tinder would be worse than home coworking. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I just would feel super self-conscious. Like I'd have to clean my kitchen every morning and I'd have to, yeah. you know, make sure like I swept the dog hairs up in the living room. But I can see if you were in your 20s, it's a good idea to like share, share some vibes. I, I've, always, I've checked out a couple of those co-working options in other places and then I just get lazy. I don't even want to commute five minutes to work. Never mind, yeah. uh, you know, five hours. But um but yeah, so, but if I was I've in my 20s. I've looked at those too, Leanne. I, and yeah. I've looked at those, and I'm always shocked how expensive they are. They are expensive. That's yeah. it. Just, so, yeah. Does so the of... idea of home co-working certainly solves that problem. I mean, right. if you have a space and you yeah. have enough space to accommodate people. You got to have enough it, bandwidth. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true. Well, yeah. So, okay, this relates to another story that I was bringing today. I know we've talked a lot about this ongoing study that they've done at Harvard about happiness in 1938. And the goal is to talk to people over a long time about what makes us happy in life. And so one of the things they do is the researchers gathered health records from 724 people all over the world. And then they ask them detailed questions about their lives at two-year intervals. So they see the changes in their attitude and everything. And, you know, when people think about the R word being retirement, you know, what people talk about most are things like financial concerns, health problems, or even caregiving because of the, the life stage that they're in. But when these Harvard researchers actually looked at people who like successfully made the transition into retirement, they said, well, the number one thing that helped them do that was having friends, was having, oh. was, was really the, so the one, number one thing they missed about work 
was being able to interact with people, the sort of social element of work, and uh, and that that was a lot of where they got their meaning and purpose. Sure. So they, have, they have examples of, say, they get a lot of meaning from, say, their hobbies, mm-hmm. especially after after retirement. But it's especially true if their hobbies are things they do with other people. So we yeah. It really is the people. It's like what we've said about the big fun weekend. It's the people. It's the yes. being together. And they had one example of a, a guy who was uh, a doctor for 50 years. And when they said, well, what do you miss about that? He said, absolutely nothing about the work itself. I miss the people and the friendships. And I think that all ties back to, you know, the whole return to work, how to get people to return to work, or how how do people feel like they're it's meaningful for them to make the effort to go to work. You're, mm-hmm. you're creating both those strong ties, because these are your future friends for the rest of your life, and also the weak ties of just being around people and having casual relationships with them. And I think one thing we all learned during the pandemic is both of those things are super important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we work at home alone, I mean, I don't have any friends all day, so I can never retire is basically what you're saying. (laughs) Right. No, but remember, Leah, I mean, before the pandemic, (laughs) we went to work. We worked in a studio. We did work in a studio. With Sergio. Right. Yes. Yes. So we would go once a week to our studio, and not only would it be you, me, and Sergio, but we would meet all the other people working on other shows. You know, it was just it was just fun to be able to interact. So those would have been like the definition of weak ties. But right. It, but it was meaningful. Plus, it was we, meaningful. Yeah, we got to use their copiers, and so we didn't have to buy our own paper or tone. Yeah, we liked so, that and the coffee. <laughs> yeah, that was free coffee. coffee. <laughs> we didn't like the commute though. Neither of you liked to commute, so yeah. One day a week, it was fine. Every day a week, it would have been rough. Yes. Well, good discussion. Hey, I did want to share a parenting uh, tip that I saw that I thought, wow, this really makes sense. I was reading about it. It's something, it's a technique called looking loudly. Have you, have either of you heard about this? No. No. Okay. So let's just, let's say, let's imagine you're at a park or a play yard with a child and the child is climbing, is on one of the climbing structures and you're, you get into a conversation with someone next to you on the bench or you're looking at your phone and then all of a sudden the child is not there. Well, normally when that happens, your first reaction is to start yelling the child's name, like Leon, Leon, Leon. Of course, that's not a good example because people don't recognize Leon as a name, but <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just say. But what looking loudly says, what is more effective is if you start yelling, I'm looking for a little girl in a pink shirt, blue shorts. Little girl, pink shirt, blue shorts. Oh. And, right, because then it alerts the other adults to help to, to really help you look. To visually find that, a little girl, pink shirt, blue blue shorts, because they don't know the name Leon. They don't right. know what that is. And the child may or may not hear the name or not might not want to go to, you know, a stranger, but... You know, but that other adult can help to find uh, where the child is. That, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, good technique, Julie. I, Excellent. I thought that was really, I thought that was really helpful. You know, because it happens all the time. You look away, and the, you know, 
and they're gone. And you don't know, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully 100% of the time, you know, you find them again. I also think this technique may work when you're with middle-aged women on a women's weekend <laughs> and one wanders off. You could just start yelling, purple shirt, Lululemon tights, pretty good highlights. Where are you? You know, don't you see this? Okay, you can try that out on our big fun weekends. Okay, okay, if you lose anyone. Oh, that is funny. That is such a smart idea, though, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. Because (laughs) Because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I know I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. 
Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. I think I mentioned earlier in the show, but I'm just going to say it again. I promise not to beat this into the ground, although Liz tells me I should beat it into the ground more. My novel, <laughs> Lost and Found in Paris, is out in paperback today. So it should be available at your indie bookstore. It should be available at your favorite online retailer. Uh, it, if It should be available for your whole book club or for Mother's Day gifts, or just to thank the people in your life, or if you're going on a trip to Paris, it's an art history mystery. And uh, I'm so happy that it has the opportunity to be out in paperback, and it's out today. I'd like to thank all the Satellite Sisters who came to see me speak this week in Orange County. There was a surprising number of Satellite Sisters there. Well done. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people who I've seen at various events uh, over, you know, last time I saw Judy, for instance, was in March 20 or February 2020, right before the pandemic. So she came. Thank you, Judy. And she said, I'm not going to Minneapolis. So noted, Judy. Got it. <laughs> Jeannie and Joan were there from uh, the beach communities. Had all another crew, Maggie and a crew there that had been um, at another event in February, in the same event in February 2020. So it was really fun to see some familiar faces in the audience. So uh, thank you so much. Tonight, Tuesday, April 18th, if you're listening now, I am doing a virtual event on Crowdcast. You can sign up um, at leandolan.com on my events page. I'll spread the link around. That's just an Ask Me Anything tonight. That's at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I'm just doing that to celebrate the book. But if you have any questions about my writing or your writing or podcasting or or whatever, it's just going to be a super cash event. So that's it. But it is launched out into the world, the paperback version. Thank you very well much. Well done. Congratulations. Hooray. Thank you. Okay. All right. So we mentioned this at the top of the show. Uh, if you live in Southern California... This is the time of year where we have no news at all except for news about Coachella. It's and it's really it's, it's oh true. It's fun. It's fun news. I like the Coachella <laughs> season. Yeah, I like it. Coachella is the music festival that takes place in the desert, not too far from Los Angeles, uh, by Palm Springs. It's it's very cool. It's, of course, I've never been, but um it's just it's it, it's in every business section, every cultural section, every fashion section. It's TV, radio, whatever. It's all about Coachella. But I did see a story that's Coachella adjacent that I thought, huh, well, you know, this doesn't sound impossible. And it's this. You may or may not know that Captain Crunch is celebrating their 60th birthday. Did you know that? 
Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, I did not. Wow. I, I wasn't even aware it was still around. Okay. Okay. It's still around too. Well, that, I think that's why they're doing a few things. So they're, you know, they're doing a 60th birthday celebration all year uh, for, for Captain Crunch. And part of it starts this weekend at the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival. And, and so we're calling it Crunchella, but it's basically... <laughs> okay. It's basically a Captain's Cove party at the Margarita, Margaritaville Resort in Palm Springs uh, in the morning where you can come. They're going to get you glammed up. Obviously, there's a lot of cereal-related tasting opportunities. They said there will be a cocktail bar. I'm not sure what the Captain Crunch connection is to the cocktail bar. But anyway, it's just... Oh, God. Be like, yeah. <laughs> It just seemed like if you're not cool enough for Coachella, maybe maybe the 60th birthday party for Captain Crunch is more um, up your alley. <laughs> but also, okay. I always, when I hear these marketing ideas, most of all, I like to imagine the meeting where the young people in the meeting convinced the old people in the meeting that the brand had to go to Coachella. You know, I just, yes. I love that. That's like a TV show right there. The youngs convincing the olds that Captain Crunch belongs to Coachella. So anyway, good good for you, youngs, on the Captain Crunch brand team. Uh, I salute you. Um, and then there was another thing I read, an entertainment idea, that I thought, we can take this a step further if we really work on it. So they announced that the Ab Fab star, Joanna Lumley, you probably remember. I love that I love yes. that show. Yes. So Joanna played Patsy, and uh, Jennifer Saunders played Adina, Adina, Adina. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. so, um, but anyway, they announced, you know how they're announcing all the people that will be entertaining at uh, King Charles's coronation? Mo most of those go right over my head. But the, but Joanna Lumley is going to guest anchor the Sky News coverage of the coronation. <laughs> She's that going to be fun. She will well, in I, character, or is well, she... that's the thing, Julie. I think it would could be more fun than what they are imagining. <laughs> so she's going to be with the royal commentators, Alistair Bruce and Kay Burley and Anna Botting. Um, but I think it'd be much more fun if Joanna Lumley was playing Patsy and Jennifer Saunders, <laughs> Dinah, and they did it in character. That's the way you're going to get me to watch this coronation. I'm not sure if there are any other ways. Because, you know, they were always very kind of uncensored. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Satirical. <laughs> were super bitter, but also super buzzed most of the time. I was going to say super drunk. Which were, nobody even yeah. does drunk anymore. But, yeah, right. super I, drunk. I mean, that was... I'm just saying that's your way to cover the coronation. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. You have until Saturday, May 6th to figure this out, people people in Britain. But that is a version of the coronation that I would watch. That is all. You heard it here from marketing genius. Okay. Thank you. Hey, it's time for Satellite Sisters, Entertaining Sisters. And I would like to give a big thank you to Sherry. Uh, in our Facebook group, Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Usually at this point in the, in the podcast, we recommend things to watch or listen to or see to you. But, you know, Sherry's been in our Facebook group and she said, you have to check out Leanne Morgan 
I'm Every Woman on Netflix. Leanne Morgan is a comedian. I don't know Liz and Leanne. I'm sure you know who she is. She has a new show on Netflix. And uh, Sherry said, it's if you want to laugh, if you want to have some fun. So I took Sherry's recommendation. And a lot of the Satellite Sisters have uh, done that as well. So this is just, if you want a good laugh, and I think if you have a spouse or if you've ever been on a diet, or if you've ever had a hot flash, or you shop at TJ Maxx, you are going to like the material <laughs> that Leanne Morgan covers. It's it's really, it's well done. So thank you, Sherry, for the recommendation. But check it out, Leanne Morgan, I'm Every Woman on Netflix. Okay, yeah, I checked her out, Julie. Like, I appreciate uh-huh. the fact that she also started her life as a comedian sort of later in life, too. So. Yes. She started, Leanne, she started selling jewelry, like, you know, at-home sales. And what she would do is she'd she'd test out some of her jokes on her groups of women that she was (laughs) selling jewelry to. That's funny. That's how she got started as a comedian, as a stand comedian. That's good. That's good. I'll have to, I enjoy watching comedy specials. I I just find that's a very relaxing way to spend an evening. So that's great. That's a good tip. I haven't seen this one. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. All right. I have a podcast suggestion. Um, You've probably seen that Julia Louis-Dreyfus has a brand new podcast. And and it's sort of related to what we were just talking about. And I was just looking. I didn't write down the name of the podcast. What's the matter with me? It's called like Wisdom something or other. Somebody wants to go look it up. I'll look it up while you're... You keep talking. Okay. So... You know, who doesn't love Julia Louis-Dreyfus? She's actually been a guest on Satellite Sisters. We just love her. But the premise for this podcast is that we don't pay enough attention to older women. We don't ask them what they they think. We don't care what they think. They're not covered in the media. So she just decided at this point in life where she's getting older, she wanted to talk to women who are older than her about what lessons did they want to share about aging or about anything. I think it's called like wiser Wiser than me. Wiser Wiser than me. Okay. So she's seeking the wisdom of women older than she is. And of course, she's hilarious. So, you know, even though that's a serious mission, these are very fun episodes. The two that have already dropped are Jane Fonda and Isabel Allende. Oh, you know, yes, Isabella Allende, right? I'm trying to listen to that recently, and that sounds great. Isabella Allende had a fascinating life and all kinds of things that I didn't really know about. Like, for instance, when she was 15, her mother uh, got married, and the guy she married, so the, her stepfather was a diplomat, and her mother and her stepfather moved to Turkey. So she stayed behind in Chile. And uh, while her mother was in Turkey and she got into the habit, they got into the habit of writing to each other every single day. And from that point on to the day her mother died, she wrote to her mother every single day and her mother wrote to her. I just find that fascinating. Oh, my gosh. Leon, she said she has something like 37,000 letters from her mother. And, How nice uh, is that? Really? Oh, gosh. Wow. That's extraordinary. And some of it very quotidian, kind of here's what I did today. But she said a lot of it was very, because uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus asked her, like, 
was it appropriate stuff? She's like, no, no, some of it was not appropriate at all. Telling me like the ins and outs of her life, things that maybe her teenage daughter didn't want to know. But as a result, I knew my mother unbelievably well. I bet. Right. So so that was a really interesting conversation. Jane Fonda was a really interesting conversation. Jane Fonda, interestingly to us, because we've interviewed Jane Fonda, she said the one thing she missed in her life that she regrets now is female friendships. Hmm. And she yeah. just never spent any time on that until she was already halfway through her life, that she was always so focused on what did men think of her, what did men want from her, that she really regrets not not getting on that sooner. Hmm. Um, oh, one more thing about the Isabella Allende interview. Uh, at the end, she asked Julia Louis-Dreyfus, like, are you going to edit this for the bad language? And uh, Julia said, well, you didn't use bad language. She said, no, I mean you. You use a lot of bad language. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not quite Veep-level bad language. But, but if you're sensitive to that, that's just a little bit of a warning. And some of the upcoming interviews, get this, Darlene Love is coming up. I would love to hear what Darlene Love has to share with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And Carol Burnett is coming up. Oh, great. Wiser Than Me brand new podcast. It's like an hour discussion. I really, really enjoyed it. Again, it's shocking that, you know, 10 years ago, Liz, Liz Dolan told us do not use the word podcast in any of our marketing materials because <laughs> it's too embarrassing. And now Julia Louis-Dreyfus has it done. I know. Yes. <laughs> I was going to start this story with a just a little bit of a preamble. Personally, I'm getting tired that almost all podcasts now are famous people talking to other famous people. Yeah. I okay. get it. Good. Good. But I think that's a shame. So yeah. I had sort of said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start listening to any of those any more of those. But Julia Louis Dreyfus, obviously you make an exception. Yes. Julia Louis Dreyfus. You have to you have to rise above your own principles. But, you know, yeah. like I enjoy all of this, but like yeah. okay, enough about <laughs> celebrities talking to celebrities. I think I'm full. Um Okay, so now we'll go back to my new identity, of course, is Lizzie D on the socials. Uh, <laughs> so I would like to thank, I pitched this last week as a concept. I was talking about my friend Howard White back in my days at Nike. Um, he is now played by Chris Tucker in the new movie uh, called Air. And really the only one at work that ever called me a nickname that I enjoyed was Howard White. Howard White, whenever he would see me, he would say, Lizzie D, how are you doing? And so I tried that out last week and people seem to like it, you guys. Like, <laughs> It's good, Liz. You never really had a nickname other than Liz, which yeah. has really become your name. So, yeah, yeah. Lizzie D is not something you would expect from me, right? So anyway, so uh, Lizzie D on the socials. I just want to highlight a couple of the fun stuff happening in the various uh, social media platforms where the Satellite Sisters exist. So first of all, the Facebook group. Um, it's a private group. People know they can say whatever they want, and they do. So thank you. And so a couple of really fun things there this week. Sue Lehman Goldberg is on an epic trip to Australia and New Zealand. We this photos and videos that she posted were a tour of the Dart River in New Zealand. And didn't that look amazing, you guys? I mean, yeah. the, 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 her whole trip has been amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Sue, so much for posting. We really enjoy it. Yeah. 
And so if you ever want to, we love your vacations, please, you know, <laughs> please take one, take another one, get out of those caves, all right, yeah. get on vacation. And if you remember, either in Facebook or on Instagram, use the hashtag SatSistersTravel, then we can look at, we have a whole bunch of stuff collected under that hashtag. So SatSistersTravel, go for it. Um, Jennifer, you, I mean, Liam, you wanted to give Jennifer a shout out for keeping the prom and graduation photos coming, right? Yes. Yeah. With her daughter. Right. A lot of beautiful ones. Just keep them coming. We love seeing the prom photos and the graduation photos and any wedding photos you might have, anything like that. Just keep, that's very positive. All photos. Just keep sending. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl, uh, yes to the snake gators. We took a vote. Yes. Cheryl is going for a hike at Ghost Ranch, New Mexico this coming Friday. She just knows it's snake season. She was seriously thinking about the snake gators. Julie, you're a yes, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. believe in that. Yes. Yeah. Respect. Leon, you're a yes. yes. You're a yes. Oh, my God. Well, I'm a no to hiking, but I'm a yes to <laughs> snake <laughs> Yeah, respect the snake. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're just here to support you, Cheryl. So yes, on the snake gators. Um, the uh, I did a brief update this weekend on the year of the legume. So you know you can see my my salad. Uh, Jenny just put look at you in in the comments. Mm-hmm. And I just want to comment, Jenny. I know that if like Julie or Leon did a beautiful salad, it you know there might not be the shock value of me doing a beautiful salad. <laughs> no. I appreciate just the look at you reaction because, yeah, okay. Then uh, you should follow Satellite Sisters on Instagram, at Sat Sisters. We've started doing more live Instagrams where we just sort of pop in when the spirit moves us. So you can look at the grid for all the videos if you've missed them live. And there were a couple of good comments about last week's podcast, too. Um, Leanne Stylish Homes, Texas, said she laughed out loud when you pitched the idea of the the jitterbug car that she thought that was really a smart idea. Thank you. And then there was another post from Westbound 2015 on the whole brand muffin situation. She's like, that's so weird. I was just telling my husband that all muffins nowadays taste like cake. I want the brand back. So, yay. <laughs> also on Instagram, Leanne has been... Uh, the queen of music and special effects. So she does that for Satellite Sisters, and she does it for the relaunch of uh, Lost and Found in Paris, the paperback. Today, there was a little bit of Lovey on Rosely and Nice. Yes, that's the law on TikTok, is that you have to use that song when you talk about anything French, Liz. That's how TikTok works, oh, okay. is they just want you to use the same thing over and over again. You are you are penalized for um, a unique creative idea. So I just have, I'm just messing around, and then occasionally I share the TikToks over there on the Instagram. Not all of them, but that was fun. That was fun to do. But yeah, that's the law. You have to use Lovey on Rose. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. Lizzie D out. <laughs> All right. That's it for the show today. A big thanks to our sponsors and thanks to you who support our sponsors. We are very lucky to have you as an audience, listeners who really do uh, support these sponsors. It allows us to do the show and carry on week after week. And uh, while a lot of other shows have seen a dip, we have not here at Satellite Sisters, and that's because of you. So thank you very much. We work hard to bring great recommendations to you, product recommendations, and you seem to work hard to actually understand those special URLs, and we appreciate that. A big thanks to uh, Sergio Enriquez, who engineers our show. 
Thanks also to Emily Loudermilk, who does the graphics. She had some great ones last week. We share those graphics on Instagram and at Pep Talk, which is our weekly newsletter. She did the Big Fun Weekend graphics. So thank you, Emily. Um, let's see what else. Oh, it's our to-do time for our to-do list. Um, all right. So for me, it's my husband's birthday this weekend. Why is it such a challenge to buy men birthday gifts? Julie, I don't know. Do you have the same problem with Trem? Yeah. About what to get him. I, yeah. What do I get? I don't know. I, yes. him a, I got I got him a cup holder this year. Okay. Don't tell him. <laughs> I just, okay. I'm telling you, WeatherTech cup, cup holder. Get it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I literally, I just can't, I can't figure out what to get him. So I'll do Fine. That sounds Check good. Check it out. Might like a cup holder, Leanne. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for your phone. You know, that cup holder phone thing. Yes. Yeah. Get it. It's good. <laughs> okay. Sounds, it's problem solved. Problem solved. Liz? Okay. Well, I was, I have a longer list of things I really have to do, but it obviously got to start with getting the bird out of my living room. That's it. <laughs> Top goal for today: get 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 the bird out. That's okay. all. Was, I'd love, all right. I love that. My to do is really a report. Uh, last week I took a Navy Seal nap. I told you about this, where you put your put your legs above your heart, and then it's supposed to be eight to twelve minutes. Um, I did not yeah. achieve napping because I was watching watching the time the whole time, thinking, okay. "How am I possibly going to be relaxed and reflect refreshed in eight to twelve minutes?" <laughs> So I don't think I really got into the spirit of it. I think I'm going to try it again this week. Okay. okay. But did that. you keep your legs up for eight to 10 yes. minutes? Because yeah, that's yeah, good. That felt, okay. That felt good. That part that of it for you. Good. I would recommend that. Okay. And All right. There you have it. There you have it. All right. Don't forget, registration for Big Fun Weekend is open. So take a look over at SatelliteSisters.com. You can click through on the homepage to make your uh, buy your tickets and make your hotel reservations. Thank you to everybody who's coming. We are so, so excited. Oh, a reminder that we are offering like a fantastic Welcome to Minnesota gift basket. If you register before Mother's Day, you are going to be eligible for a beautiful Welcome to Minnesota gift basket when you get to the event. This is the good right. news is that we are not mailing this out ahead yeah. of time. That's one usually my down. going to win one. No, it's not like everyone gets one. Oh, yeah. One person's going to win one. We're going to put all your names in a drawing yeah, good event. Good point. One person. Yeah. Good point, Liz. Uh, so that's so that's why, you, you know, it if, if you need any more incentive, that's it. You could win the Welcome to Minnesota gift basket. Uh, so please do that. That's at SatelliteSisters.com. All right, sisters, have a great week. You too, Layla. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>